Hello, and welcome to On Walking the Way. Well, Happy New Year. This week we're going to talk about starting over. The new year always brings with it a sort of implicit hope. Hope that this year might be better than last. A hope for relief. A hope for change. I think this is a good thing, even though it may in reality be nothing more than a conditioned cultural response. After all, without a calendar, one day is no different than the next. But in spite of this, I I think we all agree that every day is a new day. But more importantly, each day is an opportunity to change. It is good to consider what we could do today that may make tomorrow just a bit better than today for ourselves and others. This hope for a better tomorrow represents the soul of most Christian worship services, I think, which are often built around the ideas of self-reflection, confession of sin, and repentance, which is really just change of direction. But is Christianity simply a self-improvement exercise? Does self-improvement ultimately achieve what our eternal souls need? Can we really overcome our selfish desires through the efforts of self? Or are we, in reality, exchanging one form of self-centered living for another? Is there any way out of the pull-yourself-up-by-your-own-bootstraps dilemma? I think this passage is my favorite meditation when I'm reflecting on my inability to heal myself. And it comes from 2 Corinthians. For the love of Christ controls us because we've concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God. From this passage, it seems clear that change is not a function of our efforts. It is a function of our death and resurrection in Christ. Salvation is not the result of our efforts, but of his. What's more, our fallen natures and evil desires are not repaired. They are replaced. They are replaced by a wholly new creation. What we were no longer defines us. For we are not what we were. We are now something completely new in Christ. For a long time, I took a primarily theological approach to this concept of death and new creation, it became more or less an abstraction and something with more eternal significance than day-to-day usefulness. However, I have learned over the years that for those sins that seem particularly stubborn, this idea is the difference between success and failure. In practice, faith in Jesus involves faith in several things. When we say we are trusting in the finished work of Jesus, that work was his substitutionary death and his victorious resurrection. 
This passage tells us that his death was not his alone, but when he died, we all died with him. By his death we were therefore set free from the power of sin, because the person I used to be, the person who was a slave to desire and sin, died, and is now a new creation in Christ. Faith in Jesus is believing all of that and more. As we begin to truly accept that the death of Jesus was also our death, we are set free from the power of our old life and given the ability to live a new life, a life that was impossible to us while we were still enslaved to our various desires and sin. This concept is a lot to take in, and our feelings want to say it ain't so. But God says it's true. So this passage gives us a bit of instruction about how to get our head around all of this. Paul tells us, From now on, we know no one according to the flesh. Well, no, this includes ourselves. We do not even know ourselves according to the flesh. Who we were, the way we have always thought about ourselves. They're all irrelevant because we've died. That person I knew as me has died. Now I have to get to know that new person who was created in Christ as a son of God. I need to follow that new person as he grows up into that which God intended from the beginning. Consider the following. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. So we can start over. We can live a different life, but we can't do this by our own efforts, through our own corrupted desires and strength. God in Jesus has already restarted us. We now need to walk in this new life of the Spirit and put no trust in who or what we were. We need to consider that old life dead and fully embrace the new life we have in Christ through the Spirit. This week, Let's forget about trying to fix ourselves up and simply let that old life go while embracing our new identity in Christ. As we allow the grace of God the freedom to work in our lives, we need to remember that this same struggle is going on in our believing brothers and sisters as well. Paul said, From now on we know no one according to the flesh. And this includes our brothers and sisters in faith. Let's refuse to know them according to who they were, and instead let's call out who they are in Christ this week. Let's refuse to identify them by the labels that used to define them, but see them as new creations in Christ. We can all start over, and we can do it today, if we have the courage to walk away from a life that is already dead and step into a new creation that is destined for far greater things in Christ. Have a great week.